This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello from the other side. Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of Hello from the Other Side, uh, where we speak to the uh, opposition. Tonight, I'm joined by fellow podcaster Nathaniel from uh, represents Hull City. Uh, how are you doing Nathaniel? I'm doing very well. It's always a, a pleasure to come on one of these other shows. I love doing these so thanks for having me on. Yeah you're more than welcome. We enjoy doing them too. It's always, uh, it's always great to get uh, opinions and views from uh, opposition supporters and fellow podcasters. Um, so yeah uh, we've got a game coming up uh, on Saturday against Hull City uh, at the is it still called the KCOM Stadium Nathaniel or is it's it the M- MKM Stadium but you know it's the same with uh, is it um, Newcastle Stadium we always call it you know the KC that's what we prefer to call it I think KC yeah yeah it's just essentially a sponsorship thing isn't it you, mm. you, you always know it as your home and you always know it as uh, you know the name that you give it and the supporters use yeah so yeah we've got a game coming up against uh, Hull on Saturday then um, both teams have played one league fixture and one league cup game um, we not set the world on fire on, on, on either uh, fixture really Wednesday got our um, uh, a narrow loss to Southampton to open the EFL campaign on the Friday night uh, on Sky um, followed up by a narrow penalty shootout win over uh, Stockport County, and Hull, um, you guys had a um, disappointing uh, late late uh, goal at Norwich to deny you a point, uh, and then followed up uh, just just recently with uh, with uh, a loss in the League Cup to to, to Doncaster. So uh, so yeah, um, tell us about the the, the, the Norwich um, the Norwich game then, uh, Nathaniel. What, um, Looking, uh, looking online, reading between lines, it seems that Liam Rossini, manager, wasn't really uh, too uh, happy about about the goal. There's a bit of controversy there. Is that is that fair, or do you think, uh, on, on on reflection, it was a you know it was a, a valid you know goal, or what's your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I think uh, the goal. I mean, there's calls every time something like this happens that we should bring in uh, VAR, but the goal 
would still have been allowed with VAR. It was um, the ball went out before um, and it should have been a goal kick. And then I think they, they kept it in and then it was a, a corner because I think they uh, one of our defenders would have cleared it. So, um, yeah, rubbish defending from the corner that, that um, came after. But really, even though it shouldn't have been a corner, the, the ball was out. Um, we didn't really deserve anything from that game and Norwich, you know, only drawing, that would have been very unfair on them. Very disappointing, though, to concede late because even if we haven't played well, you feel like, especially on the first game of the season, maybe some of our uh, poor play can be excused and you would have really liked a a point to build on and um, remain unbeaten for at least one game of the season. And 96th minute, it's the second time we've conceded a 96th minute goal against Norwich recently, so um, very disappointing. But yeah, there was controversy over the goal, but we didn't deserve anything from the game. So personally, I think that would just have, um, you know, we didn't deserve it. So, uh, and of course, very annoying that Rosinia has to serve a touchline ban, but that was just for the League Cup game. So hopefully when we do play on Saturday, he will be um, on the touchline and hopefully improve because the two performances, as you've mentioned so far, have been uh, disappointing. I won't say anything worse than that. It is just two games and um, we can improve but very disappointing start to the season yeah it's um and, and i don't know if you if it was the same for your game nathaniel or, or, or the first two games that you've um you've played this season have you noticed the the, the change in the allotted time that the officials are now doing so we're getting like injury time like nine minutes 12 minutes i've seen in some games did, did you get any of that in the couple of games you've played so far yeah well i think it was five minutes for the norwich game um, and then 10 minutes for the Doncaster League Cup game. That was because there was an injury. But, I mean, we have conceded 96-minute goals at Norwich uh, before, a few years ago, so I guess it wasn't anything extra. I think they added an extra minute on because they thought our keeper was time-wasting. Raleigh Rossini was trying to say that they were just trying to move it for the um, goal kick. I mean, I think if you are moving the ball on a goal kick in the 95th minute, even if you mean to pass it short the other side... Um, I think it's always going to be, uh, you know, seen as time wasting. Really, just just boot it. If he if he if he booted it and saved that fifteen seconds, we'd be talking about a, an undeserved but a solid draw. Um, and then yeah, ten minutes against Doncaster. I think have, didn't they play some of the League Cup games at half seven? So maybe if it's yeah. a, a longer journey home for some people. So um, yeah, I imagine there's going to be a whole lot more, you know, like hundredth minute goals as well. Um, triple digit uh, sort of matches this season. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, how you know it's going to take a little bit of getting used to because we we conceded against Southampton around the 80, 81, 82 minutes or something like that, and then people are thinking we've lost to a late winner, but we actually got like nine minutes injury time uh, against yeah, twenty minutes more. Yeah, yeah. So by that time, we've got plenty of time to get back in. It, it wasn't, you can't turn around and say it was like, you know, we, we lost the game at the death or anything like mm-hmm. that. When uh, The problem was that we couldn't get anywhere near Southampton for those nine minutes, whether it was um, player fatigue or what. But it will be interesting to see because it kind of puts a different slant on late goals now, doesn't it? If you're going to get that kind of injury time. Um, it's not necessarily fans going to be down in the dumps thinking, oh, we've just got conceded in the 89th minute if the officials are going to give us Six, seven, eight minutes injury recover. time. It's uh, it's going to change everybody's mindset, isn't it? Players and fans, really. So yeah. So um, yeah. So 
So obviously we both had uh, you know mixed results and not set the world on fire. But um, prior to kickoff, and uh, what sort of uh, transfer business um, have you done then? I noticed that um, I think Liam Rossini um, was uh, using his Brighton connections. You look like you brought Connolly in as a striker uh, mm-hmm. on a one-year deal uh, amongst. Uh, I think Delap from Man City mm-hmm. is, a, is quite an exciting um, loan signing. Is it a loan signing that one, Nathaniel? Uh, Delap's on loan, and immediately yeah. it looks like his loan here is going to be better than both Preston and Stoke last year. He was the only good player against Norwich, um, scored one goal from good pressing, and then um, a great Angus gun save denied him a second. Um, and that would have been two goals. That would have been. Uh, half the amount he got last year in just the one match. So it looks like he will be a very good signing. And then Connolly, as you said, Rossini's, uh, we've bidded for um, the Derby midfielder Max Bird. So Rossini definitely using his uh, Brighton um, links from when he was, I think, an under 20 coach or something. And then was the uh, interim manager at Derby at the start of last year. So we're using those links um, and we're still using uh, some players or perhaps going to sign some players from uh, the Turkish league. Uh, we got Jason Nakilo, who was playing against um, his former team in Doncaster last night, but we got him from, this is very confusing, I think we got him from a team in the Dutch league, but he was on loan in Turkey last year, and now he's playing for us. So a bit confusing where he actually came from, but we're using those um, Turkish Super League sort of, you know, we obviously scouted him whilst he was there. And then the last signing we've made is uh, Ruben Venagre, who's won the league before in the championship with uh, Wolves, Portuguese left back. So those four signings, compared to the what, about 18 we made last summer, we are just adding, you know, we're just sort of adding the uh, extra little bits on top of a squad that we did most of the work with last year. Um, apparently we were going to sign six players. Now that might go up to nine that they want. Um, adding on to the, uh, you know, I think we might be getting another five potentially. So that would then again be quite a lot of signings and perhaps because of the poor performances, an extra five is needed because we've really not been very good. But those four are very solid. Um, Connolly and Vanagre aren't really fit enough to to know, but Lakila looked very good in the League Cup and Delap has already scored. So I guess two of the four already look like they could be decent signings. So I guess... Delap and Lakilo's performances have been um, the uh, sort of standout positives in the two games so far. Yeah. So you seem like a very similar to ourselves, Nathaniel, a, a, a team that's still in, in transition. You're still making signings. You've still got um, a focus on adding to the team. Um, mm. um, as you, you know, um, whether we agree with it or not, the, the transfer window does run till the end of August. Some some argue that they'd like it shut before the season starts oh, yeah. because you could be playing against one player. Like, for instance, we've just play, played against James Ward-Prowse and, and now he's, he's moved, looks like he's moving on to West Ham. So if we drew them in the League Cup or something, we could be playing against him again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so you, you seem a very similar side to ourselves in, in the fact that you are going to be focusing on your work in progress. You've got more players to come in. Um, we, we've gone down a similar route to yourselves with players from abroad. So we're... Um, we, we've gone for um, a lad from Monaco's come in, so I've got a lad from the French League um, and one or two others. One one player I did want to ask, obviously, with, with the connection between the two sides, is uh, Deshaun Bernard, mm-hmm. um, or Big Dish, as, uh, as as he likes to nickname himself. So um, he's uh, he's recently joined us, but he did he was uh, 
he has played for Hull as well. And I just wondered mm-hmm. what your thoughts are on, on, on Deshaun and what sort of player we're getting there. Yeah, well, he was with us two years ago. So he was one of the signings we made when we were under transfer embargo. Um, he'd you know had a very good year with um, Salford in League Two. Uh, very quick. Um, that gets him out of a lot of tight situations. You'd expect that from a young centre-back. Um, whereas maybe later on, it's just about the positional awareness. Um, and he was thriving in a back three because we had Greaves, who's good on the ball. He was playing at left back last year. Um, of course, in the sort of Maguire mould, um, who's also going to West Ham. Uh, and um, yeah, Deshaun Bernard on the right hand side of that back three um, was coming out with the ball a lot. So, yeah, very quick. I think quite good on the ball, perhaps. You know, he's quite young. And I'm surprised he didn't get another championship move last year. So, um, you know, he'll, he'll certainly, I think by this point, after having a few loans um, two years after he was with us, I think that's a very solid signing for, well, you know, most championship sides, especially a newly promoted one. So I think Bernard, yeah. uh, you know, I think that's probably quite good. That's great. Yeah, good to hear that. Um, obviously, we, 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 one of the things we want to do as a fan base for our club is to sign... Uh, younger players with resale value because typically some of our troubles have come from signing players who are mm. looking for one last payday or they're the wrong side of 30 and you, you, you've you just got you know one more season out of them and then yeah. they've got no resale value. <laughs> Jordan Rhodes, yeah. You know, many argue we're, we're in a position that we are because we, we obviously chased what we thought was Jordan Rhodes Blackburn but we didn't get Jordan Rhodes Blackburn. Mm. We got we got um, Jordan Rhodes from uh, probably past his, past his best and I'm big wages and a lot of money mm. um but yeah obviously we, we are looking to, uh, to 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 change direction a little bit and sign some younger players with resale value. so it's, it's good to to hear some positive uh, vibes on uh deshaun uh so that's good to hear so generally speaking then um difficult i, I appreciate it's difficult because we've two sides that are still uh, like i say adding to the squads but what was the sort of fans expectations and hull's fans expectations for this season well, they're very mixed. I think perhaps uh, the most optimistic uh, sort of opinions uh, were perhaps less optimistic than last year because we were in the bottom three at some point so in around October, December time when Rossini came in and he fixed it. So we were around 12th or 10th since he came in uh, halfway through the season with Senior. So I guess... Hopefully, we, if we can improve on that, I think we were out 12th in the form table. I've predicted 10th, but I saw that some analytical supercomputer said we'd get relegated. And after the two performances, if, if we continue like that, which I don't think we will, we certainly would be going down. And then uh, Gabe Sutton, of you know, um, he's all over Twitter and he's the sort of English Football League expert, said we'd finish sixth. So anywhere between relegated and having a chance at getting promoted, really. Uh, I said 10th, which was a bit higher than uh, 13th, I predicted. Um, Probably, even though it is only one league game, I probably have it just a few positions lower. But if we are going to bring in those five signings, as you said, when the transfer window is done and you've had some games to see where you are, um, it's easier to predict. But yeah, Improvement on last year would be good. I think um, it's a long sort of term process. We are still transitioning from the Alam, uh, you know, ownership to the Ajin Elagella ownership, which is, you know, been quite positive so far. 
we've got a good uh, bright uh, young coach so hopefully we can grow but I think most people have said top half or top 10 would be would be pretty pretty good yeah so um you know improvement year on year is what you're looking for yeah. isn't it and then obviously making a push for the playoffs um, typically and when you get a change of ownership or a change of manager you get all these different um, mindsets and ethos on how you want to play and, and the direction of the club can alter somewhat and and usually in sports, when some something like a new owner or a new, gets all of a new team or a new manager, they have like a three-year plan. So, you know, mm. year one is like stay where you are and, you know, year two push on a little bit more. And then obviously year three is the one where mm. you're hoping you can you can crack the playoffs because once you get in the playoffs, um, uh, you, you know, it's not, not a lottery, but any team, it's not knockout football and the mentality is completely different, isn't it? Mm. So you, you mentioned there, because I didn't realise... Um, that you changed actually actually change owners as well, which um, mm. you know I think obviously from an outsider, I know that, that I'd, I'd heard about your old owner. He was a bit outspoken at times, said some some really crazy things. We we, yeah. we know from our our own um, owner was you know obviously um, quite uh, controversial as well. So is the fresh optimism with the new owner then? Is, is they, have they given you like a actual you know you mentioned you're doing some signings, but is there a more healthy budget there or is it still? So yeah. pragmatic and you're going for loans and, and, and freeze or yeah, I mean, general it's, consensus there? It's more pragmatic this year because, as I said, we signed 22 players in total over the course of last season. Um, so Ajna Lajella, if you don't know who he is, he's basically the Turkish Simon Cowell. Um, he's got his um, Turkish The Voice talent show. He's got like sort of um, Survivor um, which he does in the Dominican Republic, um, which is basically, I'm a celebrity, but not celebrities, I think. Um, I think there's probably survivor shows in every country. Um, so he's come in with a bigger budget and he's really marketed the club much better to Turkey and we're making a lot of money from sponsors. We've got a few players. We've got um, Ozan Tufan, who was, uh, you know, he's been um, capped for Turkey many times. Um, so yeah, the budget's much bigger because under the Alam period, um, we didn't really spend much money at all. We lost a lot of free players because we didn't want to give them, you know, we lost them for free because we didn't give them new contracts. Um, and the attendances were really down, but attendances are up. The budget's bigger. Um, as I said, less this year because financial fair play means you can't sign as many players as we did last year. But yeah, there's much more positivity around the club. Um, and, you know, with a, especially a manager who used to play with us and only used to play for us, but for our best ever team, getting into Europe um, for four games in the playoffs and um, getting to the FA Cup final with Vecinia. Um Really, up until the, the two uh, horrid games, um, if we do win a Yorkshire Derby on Saturday, then I think the positive for it will be maybe the highest it's been in, in many years, really, because there are more hopes this year because we've got we're seeing it for a whole year so yeah new ownership is it seems too good to be true but so far there's not really been any negatives so uh it's really amazing that we finally got a an owner and one who's a real football fan he, he loves Fenerbahce and he loves city yeah that can be really key because as as we, as we well know a lot of these um football um, owners aren't particularly football oh, fans yeah. they're, they're, they're just we're just play toys to them aren't they they're just big they've got 
lots of money but no actual football knowledge um and we've we've suffered that and still continue to suffer that um yeah. at times under our manager uh, sorry our owner who um, can make some uh, bizarre bizarre um decisions from ticket prices to shirt prices to um just general sort of um transfer um dealings whether we should be selling players and we don't or we hold on to them too long and things like that but uh, yeah it's good to hear that you've got some optimism there from a change mm-hmm. of ownership and it can just um can just give you just be a breath of fresh air can't it and and give everybody um some renewed optimism for the new season Uh, every everyone's quite optimistic at the start of the season anyway because it's everyone's got a blank canvas haven't they so no one really knows even though these people and these supercomputers are are trying to predict where teams are going to finish the reality is that you can't know because you could essentially be a completely different side by the end of august because Teams like Hull and, and Wednesday are continuing to make signings. So you, you start in 11 could be vastly different from, from what it is on even on Saturday. So mm. um, it can be quite, you know, folly, can't it, really, to, to, to predict um, where teams are going to finish. So, um, yeah, um, so moving on to the game on Saturday then, we um, looking at the, the head-to-head, I think you beat us the last three times we've played. So you, you must, must be feeling uh, confident um, at home again. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. We all know away days are mint, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now with the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. For more information, see mcdonalds.com. See you later. It's a side that's come up from League One. Um, you know, um, what's the what's the general feeling about uh, Saturday's game from supporters or what you're hearing on the, on the forums, etc.? Well, uh, really, I think after, after the Norwich game, uh, because we were seconds away from getting a point, even though the performance wasn't very good. You know, Norwich are a good side. They are still, you know, a parachute payment club, um, only having their, this is their second season down. Um, and, you know, away from home on the first game of the season with a big crowd, perhaps that played a part. But then after Doncaster, we did make changes, but they were still, uh, it was still a fairly strong team, I'd say. Um, we didn't, we played our top goal scorer from last season, Oscar opinion up front. Um, so even though it was a change, he's still a strong player. Um, and the performance was just, we want to play out from the back. That's what we're seniors doing. We're playing out from the back. And sometimes you make mistakes and it leads to a goal. Fine. But when the keep the goalkeeper's sort of outside his own penalty area, waiting with the ball for 30 seconds, and there's no movement from the 10 outfield players, clearly something is going wrong there. Because that's happened for two games now, it just simply has to change because if it doesn't change, none of the players who play against Wednesday will play the next game because um, Rossinia and the assistant um, who was doing the touchline uh, because of the Rossinia ban from the first game, both said that the performance was unacceptable. So perhaps Sheffield Wednesday are playing at, at a good time because we seem to be tactically inept at the moment um, or a bad time because there has to be a reaction you know, first home game of the season, Yorkshire Derby. 
So hopefully, yeah, there is that reaction from two really bad performances. Um, but, you know, it could go either way because Wednesday, I know they lost to Southampton, but newly promoted team, that, that always has a, you know, an extra sort of um, bit of motivation. So I think whatever happens, it will be tight because, you know, sort of derbies are and neither team is in full flow yet. Perhaps we'll edge it with that reaction. But honestly, if we don't change it tactically, I'm not very confident that we'll get the win because it hasn't been uh, hasn't been ideal, to put it nicely. Yeah, so um, you've obviously got a few players who are, who are kind of like, you know, playing for the shirt and then on Saturday because mm. it sounds like yeah. your, your manager's, you know, they're kind of auditioning for that for that role now with... Um, with it, with him having uh, arms on other players, either in, in the reserves or obviously the, uh, the the continuation of players that are going to come into the club that you that you're still looking to sign. So um, I think it's probably an obvious question from from my point of view. But um, is is your top danger man? Do you think Delap then in in this game would he, would he be the one to focus on? You reckon? Yeah, I mean he he played so well against Norwich and um, holding the ball up and. Uh, it's a bit odd that we've still got our top scorer from last year, Oscar Estepinian. He got 13, was was very good. But there were very few games he played last year where he put in a good performance. He might score, but his all-round game wasn't very good, whereas Delap got his goal and can hold the ball up and have a bit of uh, you know link-up play, which you'd expect because uh, Man City Academy should be good on the ball. So, yeah, he should be the danger man. And I imagine he'll start... Um, he couldn't save us in the League Cup the other day when he came off the bench. But there's, abs- you know, Oscar did score, but he he did his usual thing of getting a tap in and then going missing for the other uh, eighty nine and minutes and uh, fifty nine seconds really. Um, so yeah, Delap will be the main danger man. Uh, Lukilo looked good on his debut, his full debut, but um, again, fitness wise, I don't know if he's quite there. So Delap's obviously the one to look out for on Saturday, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think from our point of view, we, we the new lad who's coming, Anthony Masaba from Monaco, is, um, he's very quick, um, likes to run up players. It's early days yet, so um, he's still finding his feet. Um, we've obviously got um, a player who's uh, who you're familiar with his father, so we've got Josh Windass, and you're familiar mm. with Dean, who's a, uh, presumably a whole City legend. Um, oh, yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, Josh is a, now a Sheffield Wednesday legend as it as it uh, transpired mm-hmm. after the heroics at Wembley. So he's another one of our danger men. So from, from the from the wing areas and, and and sort of a free free role with with Josh at times. I think they're they're our main two um, uh, danger men. Um, and, and Gregory can have his moments as well, but they're probably our two sort of most danger men if uh, from uh, if Hulse, from what Hull City would be looking at. So. Um, yeah, you think it's going to be a tight affair? Do you think I could push you for a prediction then, Nathaniel? What scoreline? Um, well, I suppose with the tradition of, um, you know, Hull City, Sheffield Wednesday games in the past, um, maybe maybe I'd like to say that we could maybe nick a 1-0 in a tight game. I don't know how much quality there's going to be. I mean, uh, I've seen a lot of people say Sheffield Wednesday will go down. I mean, I, I have no idea about the Sheffield Wednesday squad. But really, if, if that is sort of a realistic thing that you're not going to be really high up the table and a poor start, I doubt there's going to be much quality in the game. So perhaps Delap will do what he did last time, sort of make the most of a mistake and we'll get a goal. But um, 
it's not going to be free flowing from from City. So one nil, but I'm not very confident. Yeah, and and we've not obviously. We, I think for us, we um, the, you couldn't really tell a lot about the side playing Southampton because they've come down from the Premier League. They're mm. still pretty much a Premier League side, aren't they? Really? With, oh yeah. Um, you know, okay, they might be just starting to lose some players now, but. I mean, Ward Prowse, um, I think what West Ham will pay for him is what the owner bought us for as, as an entire mm. club. So you can you can see the gulf in, uh, in, in quality and obviously resources there. So, um, yeah, um, we are still trying to make signings. And, and, but I think the, the prediction is we're going to be sort of a bottom 16, but we just want to mm. keep ourselves away from the from that dreaded dotted line and away from those bottom, third, bottom three relegation spots. Um, yeah, I think um, the, the League Cup game, it wasn't a great performance, but again, it's just kind of getting new players to try and gel together, which is always a problem when you're signing lots of players and yeah. new manager, new tactics, new formations, etc. So you're going to take time to bed in. So I think I think a lot of Wednesday fans would be relatively okay with, with, with just getting a draw just to get off the mark in the league uh, points-wise. Um, but I agree with you, Nathaniel. I don't think it's going to be a game littered with quality. I think it'll be more of a, um, a physical game at times. I think it'll be um, first goal. I think it'll be absolutely key in this one. Uh, whoever gets that, I think uh, would probably go on to win the game. But I don't see it being a big scoring, uh, big scoring game uh, as such. So I think uh, I'll plump for a one-one. Um, a, a Personally speaking, I'd, I'd be okay with that this early yeah. in the season. Well, we had a lot of those last year, especially at home. One-one. The, the the draws were the sort of the reason why we didn't get into the playoffs or have a proper push last year. So, one-one at the MKM or the KC is always a good shout, really, as a prediction. Yeah, um, that's the thing with draws, isn't it? It's um, you're better off splitting them with wins and losses than getting ten yeah. draws, aren't you? Five of each, is, you're much better off. Draws will kill you in this league in a in a forty six game season. Mm. Um, you, you really need to just be a bit more um, adventurous. And if you win, you win and get the get the three. But if you don't, you know, you've still got plenty of games to bounce back from. So yeah, I do I, I take what you're saying there. It'd be a tight affair. Um, so. What's, what sort of crowd do you think you'll get? Are you, is there still quite a, quite a bit of optimism because it's still in the season? You're expecting around twenty twenty five thousand, maybe, Daniel. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think well, with Sheffield Wednesday coming as well, well, that'll be a full contingent from Yorkshire. So yeah, I imagine pretty much as full as you can get uh, twenty three, twenty four thousand. I think uh, memberships have yeah. been going up because we don't do uh, season tickets, but it's basically the same thing. So yeah. It'll be a, a big crowd for the first game of the season, absolutely. Great stuff. Yeah, that's what we want. Um, nice to, to to have those big crowds and it shows off that even if the quality is not always great, it shows that the, the support remains ever amazing for, for second division football, which you don't get in other well, leagues around the world. It, it's isn't it um, the uh like the seventh most attended league in the world behind kind of Germany and France and the Premier League and all that. So yeah, it's yeah. It's it's a great division, isn't it? Really, it's great. It is in in many ways. It well, obviously not quality wise, but it, it, it's it's much more an entertaining oh, league yeah. than, than the Premier League because you're just going to get your top, you know, your top four that are just going to be mm. way above everybody else in the Premier League. But we know the Championship. Um, anyone can beat anyone, and um, and and frequently do every week. Mm. So it, it, it is a very entertaining league. Uh, you can be. 
down and out by Christmas, a couple of signings in the January window and you can still make a push for the playoffs, which is the beauty of the league really, isn't it? I mean, I think I think Roy Keane was was the example used when, when, when he was at Sunderland and they were miles off the pace and then he, he they went on this unbelievable run and, and managed to get themselves promoted. So, mm-hmm. And I think that's what keeps the division alive is the fact that people know you're just a few good results away from being on the outskirts of the playoffs and it, it just... Yeah. You know, whether you like them or not, I mean, we finished third um, last season on 96 points and it's pretty much unheard of for a team not to make the top two on 96. Um, well, we won the league know, with 89. 89, yeah, there you go, yeah. Um, and so, you know, people start questioning about whether the playoffs are fair when you see something like that happen. But, you know, um, even if we'd not gone up, I would still say that the playoffs are fair because it's... It keeps the division alive, and without mm. that, you would a lot of teams would just get cut adrift, and the quality wouldn't yeah. be there. The attendance with wouldn't be there. Twenty-four in the division rather than like twenty. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with yeah. you. Yeah, so yeah, so that and that's what's good for, for teams like ourselves as well, because although we both um, think we're going to be in the lower end of the table, um, if you never know if you've gone these good runs, and 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 the chemistry is there, and the confidence is there. Um, would expect Luton to have gone up, you know, nobody would have expected that, but um, they've been building steadily, but even, mm. even so, you wouldn't still expect that um, Luton would have done what they did, so they're example stories for everybody there, aren't they? And every, every fan of every club in the league, um, barring one or two, has got that vision that you're just a few results away from yeah. uh, knocking on the door there, so, yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens, but, um, yeah, I've, um, I think that probably just about wraps it up. Um, well, thank you for your time, uh, Daniel, you. and um, wish Hull City um, all the best for the coming season. And I think we're all looking forward to uh, a great game on Saturday, um, a great occasion, even if it's not a great game. So there's, um hope the sun is shining. We need a bit of sunshine. We've mm. had a lot lately. I don't know if no. it's been the same in Hull, but uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're looking forward to that. So um, if any Hull City fans have come and stumbled across this on YouTube later, where can they find you, uh, Nathaniel, so they can follow your content and follow your yeah. podcasts? Well, it's on the screen, but with the yeah. To Holland Back podcast, um, you probably have to put podcasts in if you are going to search it. Otherwise, you just get the old um, Only Fools and Horses episode, unfortunately. Right. Uh, but we've right. we've got a website and we'll have a newsletter soon. Uh, well, you know, we're everywhere. I'm sure you've got your links at the bottom there. You know, sure. basically a- any website, To Holland Back podcast, award-winning and... Uh, you'll find this. So uh, thanks for the, the shout out. Excellent. No problem at all. Well, that concludes this uh, episode of Hello from the Other Side. Thank you very much for listening and watching wherever you are. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com for more information. See you later! Hold up. 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.